Hey guys, you're listening to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast, the podcast where we equip and encourage marriages and those who are ministering together. Hey, welcome to episode nine. Um, Thanks for joining us today. Um, We hope that whatever you're doing, whether you're walking, jogging, running, (laughs) what else? What else are people doing when they listen to podcasts? Uh, Driving. On the elliptical. (laughs) Yeah, on their lunch break. Maybe you're just chilling at home. Forced to sit there and listen to it with your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you're doing, (laughs) in whatever form and fashion, (laughs) welcome to episode nine. Hey, good good job. I usually do the intros, and you did it today. So good good job. Well done. Shakes. So, um, man... As we're recording this podcast, there is a lot of turmoil in our country. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of unrest. Unrest. Yeah, yeah. a lot of um, you know a lot of prominent voices that are out there that are um, just crying out for justice. You know, crying out for um, you know the desire to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I posted this week as we think about the um, death of George Floyd and the tragedy that that was. Just you know, completely. Uh, unjust and, and even yeah. um, devastating to watch. Yeah. You know, I only watched a portion of that video, but I, I couldn't even finish it. I couldn't yeah. even stomach it. Um, but, you know, realizing we're in a fallen world and that part of that fallenness is sectarianism where we, we get in our groups and we're against other groups. And sadly, race is one of those things that people divide over. Yeah, it's really sad. It's totally unjustifiable. Right. Um, and it's, it's grieving. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just... Uh, considering that today and our friends who are out there and struggling, you know, uh, from different racial backgrounds, you know, around, around the world really. And I'm just reaching out to them saying, I love you. I'm praying for you. You know, how are you doing? You know, I Mm -hmm. think is an important thing we can do and, and talking to our kids, you know, and having that conversation with our kids. And I I had a chance to do that this weekend with our son and his friends. Mm -hmm. Um, just as they were going fishing, we just kind of talked about like, you know, and it's interesting where other families kind of land, you know, where, where people kind of, you know, transmit their thoughts and their beliefs to right. their children. Yeah. So their kids come up with these thoughts and I'm like, is that your thought or is that your parents' thought? So mm-hmm. it was interesting. Yeah. No, I think acknowledging it is so awesome and so important, um, you know, with, with our friends, with our children, um, even with each other and just being able to have a conversation about it um, and really prayer. You know, it, yeah. it's so important to go to the Lord um, during these really just difficult times and um, and just take it to the Lord in prayer um, and just be reminded that, you know, we're all, you know, I loved what you shared Sunday um, during the teaching for just a few minutes, Yeah, you know, that we're, we're all grafted into the body of Christ, those who are believers. Um, and it's, it doesn't matter your race, your ethnicity. Um, your background, right? It's, we're all crafted in. We're a new community, yeah. um, a, a family together. Yeah. Um, and so we know that the gospel is the answer. The gospel is the cure. Um, yeah. So we pray and we pray that during this time, the gospel would, would continue to go forth. Um, and, you know, that justice is, you know, is served. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that people are heard. And I think that's, that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that's, that's one thing I would encourage all of our listeners, you know, to sit down with your spouse and to talk through this and with your children, if you have kids, mm-hmm. even at a young age, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we know it's not going to be nothing is going to, is going to bring about change when there's looting and rioting, 
um, when there's violence, right? But yeah. we know that change starts with us. Yeah. And so if we're not talking about it, if we're not having that conversation, if we're not changing the next generation um, after us and, and even us, you know, um, and then nothing's going to change. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well said. Yeah. So it's just a time, just a real time of unrest. And I mean, we don't even remember the coronavirus at this point. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, it's it's a hard time in our nation right now. Um, yeah. And well, it's a hard time to do ministry in general right now. Yeah, it's it is. Difficult. We have been away from our congregations for some of us up to two or three months. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been trying to, so to long. speak with them and pray with them and be available for them. And it's just been very difficult. But one thing that has brought up in our conversation is the importance of what we're going to talk about today, which is yes. um, margin and refilling the your cup. idea of refilling your cup. Yeah. So, um, so margin. Margin is uh, <laughs> basically having a little bit of space between what is expected of you and what you're capable of doing. So there's a basic understanding when we think about time. That's a real easy way for us to think about Mm -hmm. margin. So um, let me just give you a scenario, okay? Go for it. All right, so- (laughs) I'm all ears. (laughs) So you um, have a lady in the church that says, hey, I'd love to get together and talk through some things in my marriage with you. Mm -hmm. Um, This, you know, Thursday at noon and you go, okay, great. I'll see you there. Okay. So Thursday at noon, you're planning on meeting with her at Starbucks. Um, you look at the, you know, your phone even reminds you, you put it in your calendar. It reminds you, you've got this appointment at noon. Mm -hmm. So you get ready to leave. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you, you know, it takes about eight minutes to get there. So you leave about, you know, eight and a half minutes from the time that your appointment is. Mm -hmm. But then just as you're going to leave, you get a phone call from the school that there's a problem with your child, right? So uh-huh. now you've got to make a 25-minute diversion. Right. Well, the problem is right after her appointment, you didn't leave any time, right, to space out because right after that appointment, you're supposed to go pick up your other child to take them to a doctor's appointment. So you know what I mean? Like yeah. so you didn't leave yourself any margin. Or let's just say you go to leave and there's a leak in the faucet and now you've got to clean that up or the dog went to the bathroom. And so what, what I mean by margin is that you didn't leave yourself any space between what was expected of you and what you're capable of doing. Right. So that means now you're late to that Starbucks appointment. You're late to getting your kids. You're late. Like right. And everything. some of that just, it just happens. Yeah. It's not, you know, like you did that intentionally. It's, it's unforeseen things happening. Right that take your attention or your time or whatever. But when we leave room for margin in time, then that means that now we have space where what's expected of me and what I'm capable of doing, there's a little bit of a gap there. So I'm capable of doing a lot and what's expected of me might be a lot, but I'm able to accomplish with a little bit of extra energy, a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra you know, spiritual strength where I'm not tapped out. Mm -hmm. I thought this was interesting. The definition of margin is an amount by which a thing is won or falls short. Hmm. So right. if we don't leave ourselves enough margin, just even, you know, with time and uh, things that we're doing in our life, mm-hmm. then we're going, we're going to be cramped that yeah. day and things are going to fall short. They're going to fall to the wayside. They're not going to get done. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are going to be disappointed because you can't meet with them right? or whatever it is. Um, but then, you know, if we have enough margin and we have enough uh, time to be able to do things diligently um, and, you know, kind of plan for the unforeseen a little bit, um, 
then it can win. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting definition. Yeah, I think that's that's really good. You win by a small margin or you lose right. by a small margin. Right. But the the reality of this when you're married in ministry is that sometimes you fill your plate up, you fill your um, you you empty your cup. So we're going to use this phrase cup, filling your cup, emptying your cup. Um, describing your not just your energy level but your spiritual vitality so <clears throat> there are some things that will drain your cup and cause you to be poured out and that's a, that's not a bad thing right so um, that includes counseling it includes preaching it includes discipleship it includes um, you know crisis when you get that phone call and there's someone in your church that needs, mm-hmm. You know, immediate, it's a very, you know, intense circumstance and they need encouragement right away. Mm -hmm. They may be suicidal. There may be a death in your your community um, that needs your attention. So um, these things can quickly drain our cup. And for some of us, they're different than others. Some of us get reinvigorated when we preach. Mm -hmm. Others, I know some guys, they need like two days off after they preach. They they can barely get in the pulpit and do it. Even vocally, it's hard on their vocal cords. So Mm -hmm. um, they're... There are things that can drain our cup, but what we're trying to say is create enough space, and we'll talk about in a minute how we do that, create enough space that, that you're not consistently draining your cup all the time. Right. And then we'll talk at the end about ways to refill your cup. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good to definitely have margin and plan for that, but again, there's always the unexpected. Life happens. The kid's going to get sick at school. Someone's going to get sick at church. You know, those, those meetings are going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. Without notice because, you know, someone needs, you know, to meet with you or whatever. So a lot of times, you know, things happen, the unforeseen happens. But if you're at least planning ahead and you're thinking ahead um, and you're you're giving your, your schedule, so to speak, that week, a little bit of margin. Yeah. And then those unforeseen things don't hit as hard. So you're saying when we, like one of the things we can do to help uh, have healthy margin is to look ahead at our week. Right, which of, we've talked about this before, I think, right, yeah. uh, in one of our episodes. It's, you know, having a sync meeting on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so Sunday afternoon, early evening, we'll sit down. We'll talk about what we have going on that week, mm-hmm. uh, ministry-wise, family-wise, you know, uh, what's going on. What do we know about? <laughs> what, yeah. What's planned? What do we know about? Um, yeah, and not putting too much into the calendar. Like, okay, we know we have small group this night. We have youth group this night. We have a counseling this night. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have something else. So that's four nights this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means that this is a busy week. Maybe next week we need to stagger. Someone wants to get together. Right. Well, we can't do this week. You know, just just leaving room for those moments of balance. reprieve and those moments of balance. So, yeah. speaking of balance, um, Wayne Cadero has this idea called the law of the fulcrum. So a lot of times with balance, um, if you're listening to this and you're married in ministry, you get this. So <laughs> you've got work and, and ministry over here. Mm-hmm. You've got maybe a bivocational side hustle here. Mm-hmm. And you've got your family, you've got your health, you've got your fitness, your diet, you've got um, family responsibilities, community response, all these things. And you put them on this balance beam. And what do we normally do? We say, okay, everyone freeze. Don't move. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's not realistic because things change all the time. Like we're saying, unforeseen things happen. Totally. And so Wayne Cordero <clears throat> says, no, the idea is not having everything freeze. It's it's moving the fulcrum over. Right. So when we want things to balance and things are busy in ministry, we say, okay, right now is busy. It's, it's Easter week or it's the coronavirus. We've got to really focus on ministry for a little bit. Right. And so when we work hard, we also have to play hard. We have to rest hard. We have mm-hmm. to give those moments of reprieve. So um, 
you know, moving that around is important. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a day-to-day thing. Yeah. You know, um, we learned about this quite a few years ago and I think it really helped us to not expect everybody to freeze. Yeah. Right. And not expect everything to be in perfect balance all the time. Yeah. But it allowed us to reevaluate kind of what was going on and give grace where it was needed. Yeah. So if you're in a week to week thing where you're constantly stressed, constantly maxed out, you're, you're not productive, you're overwhelmed. That's, I don't want to just be harsh here, but there's a problem that you are able to fix. So what you need to do is reevaluate your schedule, reevaluate what you're saying yes to. You need to invite people like we'll do this when things are overwhelming and you know how it is Murphy, Murphy's (laughs) law, you just get hit with everything all at once. We'll, we'll kind of slow down and go, okay, wow, this is a moment. We're getting overwhelmed and we'll have people pray for us. Right. Right? You invite people to pray and kind of, you know, know what's going on with you, but then we'll purposely schedule like, okay, we've got to have this particular time away. We've got to go to the beach, watch the sunset. Right. And we'll talk about that in a minute, what refills your cup. But um, <clears throat> don't let your week sabotage you. You've got 168 hours in your week. And we know one of them typically is spent with the congregation, right? Preaching or you know, mm-hmm. doing ministry uh, mm-hmm. on stage, so to speak. The other 167 hours, you know, in the same way that we plan out that one hour of ministry or that one hour of preaching, and we really structure that and make sure it flows and is good, we need to do the same with those 167. Yeah, because they're, they'll rule you if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, making a schedule is really good. I think um, having people pray for you. Um, and I think being able to say no to certain things. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Learn how to say no. Um, I think, you know, in the beginning of ministry for us, we said yes a lot because we wanted to. Yeah. You know, we wanted to do everything that, you know, was being asked or everything that was needed to be done. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we felt bad for saying no when right. it came to things in the ministry. Um, but I think, you know, thankfully, we've kind of are balanced perspective is kind of, um, you know, showed its head (laughs) a little bit more, you know, over probably the last 10 years. And, um, and it's okay to say no, it's okay to put your family first. Um, you know, those, those aren't bad things. So yeah, it's just learning how in your life with your situation, with your ministry that's happening, um, what does that look like for you? What does that balance look like for you? What does margin look like for you? Um, and then really implementing it, you know, like like you said, you know, you're in control of those hours. So sit down, think about it, um, and, you know, have control over, you know, your schedule as best you can. Right. I mean, the scripture tells us that we've been given a stewardship, you know, that we are to be faithful with what God has given us. First um, Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So that's speaking more of spiritual gifts, but, um, you know, ultimately throughout the gospels, Jesus consistently uses parables to speak about, you know, being given something and Mm -hmm. to steward it well. Um, you know, one of the things that's helped me the most in the last maybe two years is a book by Tim Challies called do more better. It's Mm. a small book. It's a productivity book, but it's actually this idea of like, start with the glory of God and the purpose of your life and then take all that God has given you and put it into these little buckets of responsibility. Is and, that the book that came with it? Did you have a book that you were writing down? Uh, your schedule, like of your daily yeah, or weekly? Yeah. Okay. 
So, you know, what I realized is I've, I'm saying yes to all these things, right. but I don't know where they fall in my stewardship and my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So he suggests, you know, okay, here's one bucket. Maybe it's family. Another one might be your home, mm-hmm. you know, like the honeydew list. Um, and so I've kind of broken my life down into like six different buckets. Mm-hmm. You know, there's my personal one. So my education, my fitness goes into that one. Why do they have to be buckets? Um, they... <laughs> Why can they be pans? They can be pans. Or dishes. Go for it. Or glasses. I don't like doing dishes. <laughs> These are buckets. Buckets. These are buckets, just... baby. So, I mean, yeah. Basically, when someone comes to me, I realize my, my um, community bucket, my things outside of my church responsibilities, just the broader community of, of this you know neighborhood or right. you know, this area, this region, um, I'm maxed out. So I can't say yes to another speaking opportunity that's not our church right you know that that bucket's too full Mm -hmm. i need to i need to you know be careful with it so i mean taking your whole life and being able to narrow things down into areas that god has given you as stewards over is so important right and i think that will show you visibly well i've got a lot of stuff i'm committing to i need to slow that down again you are able if you're overwhelmed and you have no margin you're able to kind of recapture that so if you if you're not sure how to do that if you have ongoing questions you can email us uh, marriage in ministry podcast at gmail.com we answer all of our emails so we appreciate you when you do email us but um before we wrap up let's talk about some ways to refill your cup okay yeah and i think this is so important i think it's so important yeah, it's key it's it's totally key we started doing this um actually about seven years ago six years ago mm-hmm. um because we had moved from tampa uh to bradenton to start shoreline yeah and we were both working full time, and it was it was the first time I was actually working full time since the kids had been born. I'd been working part time, little odd jobs here and there, you know, yeah. off and on. Uh, but this was like my first kind of back to work full time since the kids were born. Yeah. And I remember probably about four or five months into that job, maybe six months into it, mm-hmm. um, we had started the church also. <laughs> And uh, you had walked into um, my office and I was busy doing something and you were like, hi, how's your day going? And I remember turning my head to you and saying, take me away. (laughs) And you were like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Take me away. And it wasn't because I didn't enjoy doing what I was doing. I loved, I loved that season of life. Yeah. Um, but I felt maxed out, yeah. you know, it, it was just, I was maxed out. Like ministry was really starting to pick up. The church was just so exciting at that, at that new phase, you know, yeah. but it was a lot of work too. And so you're, you're talking to people before work and then you're talking to people on your lunch break and then you're go, meeting with people after you get off of work. And, yeah. um, and then you're, you know, just, it had gotten just really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and so you said, okay. And I think you like really took that to heart. And like two weeks later, you took us away for the weekend. Yeah. And um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this was perfect. Like even just getting away for two yeah. days and one night. Yeah. Um, and so really we've started doing that. And we made that a consistent thing in our life that we do. Yeah. Well, you know, I love saying this. Like if you're, if you're a bivocational minister... So you, you have your, um, in, in one area, you have your marriage or family. So you've yeah. got your family over here. Yeah. Then you've got ministry right here. And then you've got your other work responsibilities. Right. Okay, those three things, pick any two. Right. <laughs> pick any two. Yeah. Because typically you're going to be like, okay, I'm killing it with the church, killing it with the job. 
and then your family feels neglected. Yeah. So then you go, well, let me move over here. And then you're, you're taking care of your family. Ministry's going good. And now you're lacking at your job. And so, yeah, um, yeah you've got to be able to incorporate refilling your cup in those moments yeah. for sure. And for us, that worked. It, it totally worked because we... You know, we've never really been big on like, got to get that date night well, in. Yeah, let's get talk that about the date, date night, night because a lot of our listeners probably are forced or encouraged or there's right. that pressure. Like, you got to take a date. You got to have a date with your wife. Date your wife every week. Right. Um, but what was our experience as we dated? Um, our, every time we're going out, we're sitting down to dinner and we find yeah, ourselves. We're talking about the kids. We're talking about ministry. You know, we couldn't really just. We're like, should the church pay for this dinner? Because we just literally planned. <laughs> the entire two hours. <laughs> and talked about ministry this entire time. This is crazy. Yeah. So for us, it just worked better. I I haven't really been a big, you know, person on, you know, you haven't taken me out for a date this week. What's your problem? Yeah. You know? Um, well, and we get time. We get time where we can, you know, do a quick lunch and grab lunch Well, yeah, the there's seasons, you know, yeah. our kids kids are a little older they're different stages right yeah. now and um but yeah I never really kind of freaked out about the date night thing but I remember feeling that pressure just from other outside sources that we heard like that's so important you yeah. need to have your weekly date night right and because of that I was like oh my gosh we have to go out like one night a week or our marriage is going to be in trouble and yeah. you know he doesn't love me and you know yeah. um so then we realized let's... it just took that pressure away and we were like okay Let's just plan on going away like every three months yes. for a night. If you spend $50 a week on a date night or or less, mm-hmm. which is probably more, but let's say 50 bucks on a date night mm-hmm. every week. And then every you just, instead of doing that, like go on a cheaper date or just get away for a few hours, go mm-hmm. to get coffee instead yeah. of a meal, save that, that money. Right. Then every three months you can actually do a full two day, really nice getaway at right. even a resort. Yeah. So that, that worked really beautifully for us. It allowed us to really like change the scenery, yeah. you know, and really just kind of decompress, um, mm-hmm. enjoy each other and just kind of, you know, refill our cup. Yeah. And it was, it refilled our cup. And now that might look different for somebody else. Maybe people, other people wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is, make sure you talk about that. Make sure you communicate that. You know, wives, communicate to your husband, you know, I really love when we do this. Yeah. Or when we do this, it really allows me to, you know, uh, to, to really feel like I, my cup is being refilled. Yeah. Um, whatever that is, you know. And I think communication is just key. Yeah. You, you've got to communicate with one another because you're not going to know yeah. unless you talk about it. Right. Um, and you can't assume, wives, that your husbands know you that well to know what to do to refill your cup. So communication is just really key. Um, and then does, you can kind of figure out what works best for you. Yeah, and and you know, does it have to be something you do together? Can it be something you do separate? Um, I think there should be a balance of both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we first got married, I remember um, some girls inviting me out for like a girls' night and stuff, and I was not interested. Yeah. I'm just, I've never really been about a girls' night sure. before. And I remember my aunt saying, you know, you spend all your time with him. You really just need to go out on a girl's night. It's healthy for you. And I'm like, no, if I have a night that's free, I'm going to spend it with Pilgrim, you know, like yeah. catching up or whatever. Um, and so it could be it could be a girl's night for somebody. It could be, you know, going for a walk by yourself. It could be meeting somebody and going to the beach and, you know, yeah. watching the sunset together with a girlfriend, whatever it is. Yeah. But I do think there should be, you know, with your husband also. I think yeah. that's very important to refill your cup together. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, for me, I like to go play Frisbee golf. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I like to do. I run, um, 
obviously, you know, us listening to music, going out to the beach, watching the sunset and getting away. Those are some of our, you know, yeah. some of our things. Because we enjoy hanging out with people. We enjoy, you know, community and friendship and yeah. going to dinner with people and going to the beach with people and stuff. Um, but as far as like getting away, really refilling your cup, to me, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important <clears throat> to um, like research has shown that a daily not fitness oriented, so not like overly fast, but a daily walk <clears throat> outside with yeah. with nature, with a companion, not talking about work mm-hmm. is one of the healthiest things you can do. And I, I don't have the research data on that, but um, I just read that recently. I was fascinated by that, you know, yeah. and that really is important um, on a, on the daily to mm-hmm. kind of, and what I do at the end of my day is I'll typically stop, I'm at my desk, I'll just kind of, you know, make sure my work is done, kind of put my, my head down, kind of think about what I accomplished that day. I even list it because I'm a list guy. Mm-hmm. And then what, okay, here's what is going to be done tomorrow. And then just pray, Lord, I just commit this, the work that I got done today to you. Mm-hmm. I pray that you'd help me to leave this here, you know, not to bring this work home. And then when I get home, I kind of sometimes pray in the driveway as I'm getting out of the car, Lord, I don't know what I'm about to walk into. It could be mass craziness with these teenagers. <laughs> I could be greeted with screaming and the dog, you know, who knows? Um, but I'm going to, I want to come in Lord with, with the fruit of the spirit. So help me to be loving yeah. and help me to be, uh, you know, an example worthy of following. And, and that way we're not carrying work in. And, and some of us have to work from home and I get that, but um, it's so important that we are able to have boundaries with certain things and mm-hmm. say, no, this is, Otherwise, there is no margin. Mm-hmm. You know, everything blends together, blurs together. And I know the coronavirus kind of caused a lot of that. But getting back to a place where we rule our schedule instead mm-hmm. of our schedule ruling us, where we have healthy moments of the day, where we can stand up, stretch, take a walk around the block, pray <clears> for a minute, and then kind of get level-headed and get back into it. So Yeah, important. and I think, too, like every, there are a lot of people listening right now that are in different seasons of life in mm-hmm. ministry. You know, some are maybe married with no kids. Maybe some are, maybe there's a single person listening that's in ministry. Maybe it's a married couple with lots of really young kids. Maybe it's somebody like us. Um, who our kids are kind of like in that middle age range, you know, I'm not quite out of the house, but not toddlers anymore. Maybe you're empty nesters and you're serving in ministry and you don't have kids at home anymore. I think whatever it looks like, that time of refilling your cup together is still just as important. It's not a kid issue. It's not, oh my gosh, I have kids running around at home and we're doing ministry full time. Take me away, you know. Um, I think it's giving yourself healthy time together to think about things other than the ministry yeah. um, and to really just enjoy, you know, something outside of the ministry, which was really hard for us because we love ministry. We love doing the work of the ministry. Yeah. And when we we're young and before we had kids, I mean, we were going 24 seven. I don't remember having date nights. I don't remember, you know, Yeah. I don't remember that being like it, like something we needed to do or, you know, felt like we had to do or whatever. Um, but I will say now in reflection, looking back, it would have been great to really implement that those times of refilling our cup yeah. and just doing something together away from ministry. Yeah. Um, it's just and it's just important. Yeah. Well, I want to speak like almost very directly. Um, I want to just encourage and exhort you if you're equating ministry itself with Jesus. It's very easy to do because Jesus is the focus and the theme of our ministry, right? 
He's the reason we're in ministry. He's the one who's called us into ministry. He's the one we exalt and promote. And as Paul says, him we preach, right? And it's him who's given us life. Yeah. You know, and in him is life more abundant. Right. But I want to encourage you to not only equate um, ministry itself, the work of ministry itself with um, Jesus. I want to encourage you to have a personal relationship where you are growing where you are abiding in Christ, where you can even set aside the the hat of doing ministry, being a minister, and just realize you're an adopted son or daughter, and that that would be enough. Like mm-hmm. what I do once a month, and it's been harder with the coronavirus, but once a month, just kind of going away for the day and reflecting on my life, reflecting on the Lord, reflecting on his word, just um, listening to worship music, and taking that time, not on a daily, which we do, but uh, on a monthly basis to almost say, Lord, reform me, you know, reform me from the inside out, make me new, um, help mm-hmm. me Lord to be made more in your image. And so ministry is going to come and go, right? There's going to be a day where you may not be ministering anymore, but you're right. still going to be married, you know, until the Lord brings your spouse home, you're still going to be married right. and you're still going to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. So I just want to encourage you not to get bogged down in and kind of equating, because then that creates burnout, right? And we see so many ministers right. burning out. Right. And so we'll have to do another episode on burnout. Um, but this this is an episode to prevent burnout. Right. You know? And we're not saying refilling your cup is separate from, you know, allowing God to refill your soul, refill your cup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we see here in Jeremiah 31, 25, um, it says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Yeah. Um, so we know that refilling our cup isn't found in a getaway. Right. Right. It's not found in a sunset. It's not found in, you know, whatever enjoyment that might be and the yeah. pleasures of life that we have. Um, we know that it's only found in Christ. So we're not saying, right, it's it's one and. It's both. Yeah. It's both. Psalm 16.5 says, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. Yeah. You make my lot secure. Yeah. So we know that that refilling and that soul refreshment comes from the Lord. Yeah. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah. Right. Um, but getting away, having that time where you are sitting with the Lord, refilling our cup together as an individual, as a couple and doing something that's outside of the work of the ministry, delighting in him yeah. is so amazing. Yeah. It's um, so important. It's so important. It's so, it's so good for the soul. Yeah. Um, and it will just give you longevity in the work of the ministry. Yeah. You know, amen. Well, we are excited <clears throat> about, um, some, some news that we're about to share with you. Um, as you know, our next episode is, um, episode 10 and it is a Q and a episode for the topic of the pastor's wife. Wow. Yes. Exciting. <laughs> so if you have questions about, and we know you do, about what it's like to be a pastor's wife, um, expectations, thoughts, um, we want you to please send those questions in. Again, marriageandministrypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I've gotten a, a few really good ones so far. Awesome. So send those in. Um, we'll be on social media. If you're not on Instagram, um, we're marriage.ministry. And um, so make sure you are following us on Instagram and spread the word. Get the word out if this podcast has been blessing you, please spread that and let other people know. But we're excited. Um, Episode 10 is our conclusion, our finale for season one. And then we're going to do some really exciting stuff over the summer. And we'll be kicking off season two in the fall. Um, But we have some fun stuff planned for the summer. So um, we'll be kind of keeping you guys posted on social media. Um, But until next time, stay married. And in ministry. Peace.